Hello! So this is the first ever episode of Talk Book Talk, and in this podcast we're just going to be talking about the good and the bad YA novels so you know exactly what and what not to read. So you can not read trash books, you can just read the best of the best and really enjoy and get the most out of reading. And if you have been waiting for this episode to drop or you just stumbled across it, welcome. I am so, so glad that you're here. And today's first episode of the podcast is going to be based around One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McCanus. So the book focuses around five main characters. They're Bronwyn, Nate, Cooper, Addie, and Simon. So basically, they're all sent to detention because they had fake phones in class. So their teacher has a strict, super strict, no rule, like, no, not no rule, no phone rule policy kind of thing. And if he finds you with a phone, then he takes it away and you got detention, end of story. But he finds their phone in their backpack and because, like, they have it out and they're like, what is this? This is not even mine but he doesn't believe them and he's like yeah i've heard all the lies all the excuses you got detention deal with it and so they're all sent to detention and five of the go- five of them go in but four only come out dun 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 so simon is the one that didn't come out he's dead and basically um, everyone in the school hates Simon because he has this app called About That. It's like spilling all the dirt, all the juicy gossip, and he just finds out the things people have done wrong, like all the bad stuff about people, and posts it on the internet. But he can't. The thing is, he can't ever get in trouble because he never uses their real names. He only uses their initial, their initials. Everyone knows who it is, but you can't like prove that it was that it was them. So it, it they're saying, oh, it could have just been made up. So. He can't ever really get caught, but everyone hates him because everyone knows it's true. And the story really, after the first chapter, it hones down on the four other characters, Bronwyn, Cooper, Nate, and Addie, because they're the ones who are left alive, and they were in the room. So who did it? They're, one person's dead. Someone else killed them because it's a murder mystery. So it's that's what the whole book is about, who killed Simon. And... um. Pretty much, I really, 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 yes, I really, 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 but I really liked this book because of the way she wrote it. It's, um, she used, like, I guess it's first person, I'm never good at, like, the first, second, and third person, but it's through their eyes, so, like, it's through each person's perspective. You, We get to see Bronwyn's perspective first as she's walking through the halls going to detention, then it goes to Cooper, also in the first chapter, and then it's also Nate and Addie. And I just thought it was really cool, And what, in, instead of saying, like, oh, she walked this way, instead it says, I walked this way, as if Bronwyn was doing that. And I just thought it gives, like, a really good read, for the reader, it helps you understand what they're thinking, and how, like, the paranoia is setting in, like, ooh, is this person bad, or is this other person bad, instead of just think, saying, she thought of this of that person. So I just think it makes it more realistic, and you can kind of relate to how they, and like, feel like you're there because it's written in the first person instead of the other. Something I noticed in all the reviews on the internet when people were saying what they thought about the book is a lot of people were saying it was like The Breakfast Club, and I kind of get it now because they all go into detention, just like in The Breakfast Club, and Bronwyn is the brains, Cooper is the athlete, and Nate is the criminal, 
Addie is the princess because she's pretty much just focused about prom and that kind of stuff and not really anything in her future. And then there's Simon. Simon, I don't really think, relates to The Breakfast Club very well in comparison to all the other characters. But I just thought that was like, wow, I never really even thought of that. But it's kind of similar to the movie. I mean, obviously, Breakfast Club didn't feature like murder and all that. But it was, it's very similar in that like way. I really want to continue talking about like getting deeper into the middle of the book and towards the ending, but I'm so afraid that I'll spoil it for you guys, and I just want you to read it for yourselves instead of just me explaining what happened. So instead of that, I'm going to read you the first two pages of the book to, get, to give you like a little taste, a little flavor of it, and hopefully you like it. Okay, I'm going to start reading. Chapter 1, Bronwyn. Monday, September 24th, 2.55 p.m. A sex tape, a pregnancy scare, two cheating scandals. And that's just this week's update. If all you knew of Bayview High was Simon Keller's gossip app, you'd wonder how anyone found time to go to class. Old news, Bronwyn, says a voice over my shoulder. Wait till you see tomorrow's post. Damn, I hate getting caught reading about that, especially by its creator. I lower my phone and slam my locker shut. Whose lives are you ruining next, Simon? Simon falls and into step beside me as I, as I move against the flow of students headed for the exit. It's a public service, he says with a, dis- with a dismissive wave. You tutor Reggie Crawway, don't you? Wouldn't you rather know he has a camera in his bedroom? I don't bother answering. Me getting anywhere near that bedroom of perpetual stoner Reggie Crawway is about as likely as Simon growing a conscience. Anyway, they bring it on themselves. If people didn't lie and cheat, I'd be out of business. Simon's cold blue eyes take in my strengthening strides. Where are you rushing off to? Covering yourself in extracurricular activities? I wish. As if to taunt me, an alert crosses my phone. Mathlete practice, 6 p.m., Epcot coffee. Followed by a text from one of my teammates. Evan's here. Of course he is. The cute mathlete, less of oxymoron than you might think, seems to only ever show up when I can't. Not exactly, I say. As a general rule, and especially lately, I try to give Simon as little information as possible. We push through green metal doors to the back stairwell, a dividing line between the dinginess of original Bayview High and its bright air new wing. Every year, more wealthy families get priced out of San Diego and come 15 miles east to Bayview, expecting that their tax dollars will buy them a nicer school experience experience than popcorn ceilings and scarred linoleum. Simon's still on my heels when I reach Mr. Avery's lab on the third floor, and I have to turn my arms crossed. Don't you have some place to be? Yeah, detention, Simon says, and waits for me to keep walking. When I grasp the knob instead, and he bursts out laughing. You're kidding me. You too? What's your crime? I'm wrongfully accused, I mutter and yank the door open. Three other students are already seated, and I pause to take them in. Not the group I would have predicted, except one. Nate McCauley tips his chair back and hooked, right? I mean, words cannot describe how good I found this book. It was, oh, mwah, amazing. But go get it, go buy it, get the ebook, go to your library, whatever. I just think you really, really, really should read it. It is so worth the time. And I think I'm going to end the episode here. Go read it. You will not be sorry. I will see you in the next episode talking about a new book. And see you next time. Bye.